Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. I've got my guest, Richard, from Secure Payment Solutions. Um, Richard and I are going to talk all about taking payments from your customers. Now, this um, topic is a hot topic in the group. Lots of people ask questions about it. What to, um, who to use and how much do you pay and uh, all the things like that. So we're going to cover all of these issues and talk about taking payments from your customers. So, uh, Richard, perhaps you can give us an introduction, please. Yeah, I'm um, very briefly. So, um, yeah, Richard, Secure Payment Solutions. Uh, I'm a an independent reseller or broker, whichever uh, you, you want to, um, whichever term you want to use, um, for a few different acquirers. I'm, I'm sorry, this is an industry that's full of jargon. And one of the things that I desperately try and do is not to use too much jargon, but you'll excuse me if I refer to the odd term. Um, but anyway, I've, I've been doing this for about eight years. Um, I come from a just, you know, a, a sales background. I've always, I'm a technology geek. I'm, I just love gadgets. Um, my home is full of them. I, I'm trying to control my lights with my Google at the moment and Google's really annoying me. Um, but I persevere because that's just the way I am. Um, and if that's say, how, go on. If I say Alexa, does everything in your house like... No, no, no. You have to say, and you have to say, "Hey Google." I'm not an Alexa house. I'm a Hey Google house. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that that could happen. <laughs> really could. Um, so yeah, I so yeah, I, I've I've always sold technology, be it e-learning, be it telecoms, um, mobile, and yeah, I, I just I I just love it. I have I like I say, I have a thing for technology. And to cut a very long story short, I I was given an opportunity about eight years ago to become a reseller for a relatively new startup called NetPay. Um, and uh, it's it was, that was started by an entrepreneur called Carl Churchill, who um, is a very successful man. He started his first business, I, know, I think he was about 17, a company called Murfix, which was a... Um, Basically, it's a, a billing platform operating within the telecom sector. And to cut a long story short, he, he sold that business before he was 30 for a few million quid. Um, and after having a golden handcuffs period in one of the very large telecoms companies, a company called Daisy, he went, he went out on his own and started NetPay because he knew that the industry needed disrupting. And it's and eight years on from him starting up NetPay, I think it's more true than ever um, that the industry needs disrupting. It needs shaking up. And, and, and that is why I am here. I, I am a reseller because I can be, because Carl has effectively given me the opportunity to do that. Um, I'm very passionate about it um, because I'm very passionate about giving people good service, giving people clear advice. You know, in an in a, as, I said, as I've already intimated, in an industry that is absolutely awash with jargon yeah. um, and billing platforms that are designed to confuse, and that's one of my pet hates. It's what happened in mobile twenty years ago. Um, mobile bills were clearly designed to confuse people. Um, the energy industry has been through it. 
all of those industries have, have been through it. And now the payments industry needs to sharpen up its game and give better service um, and keener pricing. And one of the ways that it happened in the mobile industry was effectively being opened up to independent resellers. And the kind of companies I'm talking about are um, Charles Dunstan, who was a car phone warehouse, John Cordwell, who was phones for you. Um, they became very successful businesses because they came into the mobile industry and offered better billing, better service. And, um, and as a result of that, our, all of our mobile bills came tumbling down, and that's pretty much where the, uh, in you know, where the payments industry is, is is at right now. Plus, there's all these different technologies that are merging, which means that you can do really cool and clever stuff. Um, and I wouldn't mind sort of touching on that at some point today. But um, you know, that is that's me in a nutshell. And uh, we we certainly like a bit of disruption. Um, you know, things have disrupted this. Uh, industry so far like the banking industry you've got Starling and Monzo I think they've really stepped into the banking industry and torn it apart and uh, the banks the high street banks should hang their heads in shame sometimes with what they're doing and I hope I hope that you know the so the the payment industry the taking the payments taking the payments from your customer industry like you said is full of jargon and that jargon just really creates that fear as a business owner as to where do I go? How do where do I go? And I suppose um we'll touch on it later, like sum up and zettle and square seem quite straightforward. So a lot of people yes. turn to them, don't they? But first of all, let's sort of touch on um so so my group is a group full of pet professionals, pet groomers. Yep. Yep. Um, they either work out of um, shops or they go to people's houses or they work out of a van or people come to their sort of um, house, as in they, they might have a, a studio where they, they groom the dogs. So, you know, there's going to be some kind of financial transaction um, for that service. So we've got a real mixture of uh, ways to take money. Some people are still cash only um some people i don't think we take checks anymore i really don't know uh, i think the checks are still out there but they're, they're probably long long gone soon but um people take cash and pay the cash in so they might be a sole trader so by taking cash um they don't they don't have to have a business bank account so that means it's free to pay the cash in so that's fine some people will take bank transfer which again is free but um you end up chasing probably chase some of your customers for that bank transfer. Yeah. Some people will invest in a sum up or a Zetto or Square, and some of us will have what I call grown-up card machines. <laughs> um, it's funny. I've, I've used that exact terminology myself, but I normally keep it to myself, I must admit, but it's quite interesting to hear somebody else talk about it. Yeah. In yeah. That and my philosophy, and I'm always really open with this, is if I, I personally go out of my way to avoid companies that take cash only, I do not carry cash. And I have this sort of discussion and arguments with people over the time. If I walk into your shop and um, I've got £20 in my pocket, that's all you're going to get from me because yeah. I haven't got any more. So I'm going to spend £20 with you. And yeah. then I'll get the argument, well, people know how much they're going to need to spend. So, okay. But if I turn into my into your shop and I've got a credit card on me that's got a limit of two and a half thousand pounds or whatever, I might not spend my limit on you, but I'm going to be using my card and, oh, I quite like that product. I quite like that brush. Can you just do that add-on for me? 
I'm just going to tap my card on that on that payment machine. So that's my philosophy behind um, being a grown up business and taking um, card payments. And uh, I'm going to mention John Bean, actually, because it's a mutual friend of ours. And I've always said to him, get a card machine. You know, how many trades, plumbers, electricians, and I think they are cutting onto it now. If you um, if you need to replace your boiler and you haven't got that money, but you've got it on a credit card, take the credit cards, you know, and it opens up that business. So that's that's where I come from. So maybe you can give us your insights around um, the benefits of taking a card payment from your customer. Well, it, it, exactly, as you've just very eloquently explained. But, I mean, I've actually got a really interesting example as well. Of a, um, I mentioned I've got a few bits of business going at the moment, and one of them is um, it's actually a white goods uh, business up in Gravesend, um, and he he's built his business. It's a it's a really great business model. Um, he's built it through um, a desire not to put stuff into landfill, and he said, "Right, I'm going to start repairing white goods because um, it wasn't happening." You know, I think the manufacturer's philosophy was, "Right, well, if it's if it's um, if it's broke, uh, we throw it away, and we'll sell you another one." Um, but he came along and went, no, I don't think that's good enough. I don't think that that's um, responsible way to behave. And he started fixing stuff. And he, and this is about 20 years ago, and he became very, very successful. And now he's got to the point where he wants to take it to the next level. And one of the things that I talked to him about, um, so you talking about Zettle and um, Square and Summer, all of which are great solutions, by the way. What, what they're very good at doing is integrating the world of EPOS, I'm doing jargon again, um, but, you know, EPOS stands for electronic point of sale. It's effectively, you know, the ability to have a menu of items um, that you record and track, link it to pricing and then links to accounting. Um, and, and and so that's what they've done very well. But you can link it to a card transaction and a cash transaction. It effectively means that you can manage your whole business in one place. And they've done that really, really well. Um, the next generation of card machines within the grown-up sphere, <laughs> to use your term, Bill, um, is, uh, is uh, the old-fashioned PDQ machine did one job. It was the, it was like an old Nokia 3310. It, it, a Nokia 3310 was brilliant at making phone calls. That was all it did. And the old-fashioned PDQ machine, that's all that did. No, did, did, did it very, very well. But now you've got a next generation of machines that run on Android, okay? They've got a screen. They've got a processor. They've got memory. And all of a sudden, you can use that machine to do all of the stuff that Zettel have been doing for, you know, Zettel and Square and some have been doing for a few years now. But now you've got the ability to pay what I would call a sensible rate to process a transaction as opposed to having to pay, you know, let's be let's be honest, uh, you're not going to pay any less than one and a half percent, even if you negotiate hard. From my experience, I don't believe that's that that, that they would go any lower than that. More likely, you're looking at one point seven five to two percent. Um, but now you've got these smart card machines. So this this white goods manufacturer, what he's now going to be, what he can now do is if he can um, if he's going to do a repair or service somebody's machine. In that device, he's now got his whole EPOS on that on that card machine, which is oh. got by the way, it's got a SIM card in it. So he can go to the person's house. And at that point, that right, I'm, I'm really with the best will in the world, sometimes your washing machine's broke and it ain't there ain't no fixing it. And at that point, he has the opportunity to sell 
something, an alternative to that customer in their own home and know exactly what he's got in stock. And he can take and he can take the payment and the order right there and then. As you as you very eloquently pointed out, Bill, you know, this is if if you've got the capability to take a card payment from somebody, you just have the possibility, the opportunity to sell something a bit more than they might have originally thought they were going to buy when they first walked in. And, yes, and I don't it, think I don't think we should be ashamed of that as salespeople. No, I think um, one of the, the things I'm sort of trying to put across is that we're all salespeople for our businesses. And I suppose relating that into a pet grooming sort of scenario is if um, you have a dog come to the door and they know that they're going to be charged £35 and then you've got this amazing new service like teeth cleaning and you say, well, it's an extra £25 today. And they're like, well, sorry, I've only bought £35 with me. Or, you know, it's it's giving you that ability to upsell your services and upsell yep. and sell your the, the the stock and the products you've got around you. And, not and also for appointments, by the way, this mm. is another capability that these machines have got built in. You know, within an EPOS system, um, you've also got, integrated CRM systems. Um, and that means that you've got the ability to book that appointment again, all through the same device um, with, with text reminders. Um, so as soon as you book the appointment in, you know, a, a text will go out, oh, thanks for booking this appointment. And then the day before, they'll send another one. Um, and by the way, the, but they're going to turn up anyway, because presumably you will have taken a, a deposit from them, won't you? Sure. Well, it, well I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting you say that because there's so, straight away as soon as we started this conversation, um, someone said, "How about taking deposits as a groomer? Is it worth taking a deposit for first-time grooms?" Well, you know, when you start looking at the posts in the group, the pe- day before, people yeah. really suffer with um, no-shows. So taking a deposit is a really good idea. And again, if you ask for someone to do a bank transfer deposit for you. Are you going to be having to chase them for that deposit? Or if you've got them on the phone, why not do that deposit through a card machine there and then? Well, you you immediately lose control of the sale. That's what that's what I've always felt, you know. And and I also feel that nobody in this day and age should be expected to offer any kind of a product or service without an upfront payment. You know, I I I, I really believe that. You know, why you, you know you have you have overheads, you offer a great service, you're very passionate about what you do. Why would you offer um a, a you know a, a dog grooming service without um taking some kind of an upfront payment i i to me that i i wouldn't expect i don't have a dog but if I, I've, I've had dogs and believe you me if i had one somebody said to me yeah you booked in could you just pay me a 20 pound deposit 100 why would i not you know? It's that commitment, isn't it? The skin in the game, as some people would say. And we, we've we got uh, a customer, I believe she's from South Africa, and she can't believe that we don't take deposits when we're booking dogs in. Well, she I'm the same. Yeah. cannot understand because it, it's a culture thing, isn't it? We don't, you know, when we book um, a restaurant table for a fancy restaurant or um, a busy restaurant, we need, leave card details. If we book a hotel room, you know, we leave card details. And we're made well aware that, you know, if you don't turn up um, or if you cancel with a certain uh, number of times, then you're going to get charged for it. 
And it's a culture thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and the restaurant industry is going to have to learn this as well because, um, you know, already in the press there's lots of talk of, you know, bookings are now precious, you know, restaurant places are now precious and people are not turning up. And for me, I think that's unacceptable. You know, I, I don't, you know, it sounds almost to me like people are going, right, I'm going to book two or three places, you know, at the same time. And at the last minute, I'll just make up my mind, you know, which one I'm going to go to, um, depending on how I feel. Uh, and and I I... I don't think that's on, you know, in, in the current trading environment, I don't think that's on. I think that, um, you know, businesses need to cover their costs and I think it's fair to take an up, up, upfront payment. It's an interesting analogy that you make, actually, and I think I can relate that to our own dog grooming business where we will book a dog in and then suddenly you get a message saying, oh, no, I've gone somewhere else. I, found, I, think, I think you're right. I think we are... Our, our appointments are quite um, scarce and you can't book in at short notice for a lot of rumours. So maybe they, they phone around, they get an appointment, then they keep phoning around and then they choose who they're going to use and then they just let the others down. So again, taking that deposit and having that ability to take that deposit over the phone there and then is going to, they're either going to say, no, sorry, goodbye. And you know, you don't want them as a customer anyway, or you're going to secure that deposit and that cash flow. Exactly. And and also, I, th- I think, again, if I was a customer, if I was engaging with a business and they were asking me for a deposit, at that point, I would think, right, this is a business that clearly knows how to run a business, that, that, that's running it as a business. And at that point, it would put them in a category potentially above somebody who's just started up a business six months ago because they happened to like dogs and they was, had nothing to do in lockdown. You know, I, and, and so, I, you know, it, 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 there's, I think there's many benefits. Many benefits. Yeah. So, um, so let's go on. Uh, I want to sort of debunk some of the fear that there is in the industry about um, taking on what I call a big boy card machine. So, when I say uh, or big by big business card machine, I'm talking about a card machine where you are committed to a contract, and I think that's where some of that fear is. So, at the moment, um, we'll get a lot of comments in the group who will go, you know, I use Sum Up, Zettle, and Square, and and you know, I use. Um, one of those myself to take payments for certain things um, because I'm just starting out. So my the amount of money that I'm taking isn't that high. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. And I think they offer good solutions for people who are starting out. But let's try and debunk some of the fear around going out there and getting yourself a contract and what um, you're saying about the terminology and the, the hiding all the terms and conditions and the percentages and stuff. I think that's what where it comes down to people not wanting to do that and committing. Yeah, and I think it's a very fair, very fair um, position to take um, as a, you know, as a business owner. Um, I know plenty of companies that sadly are still making people sign up to very onerous, ter- onerous terms and conditions. Um, uh, as we discussed before we came on the call, um, companies that will automatically roll you into new contracts, um, companies that will hide behind terminology um, in order to charge you what are effectively hidden fees, um, companies that will sell on headline rates. That's one of my, you know, oh yeah, we'll give you um, 0.4% for debit cards and 0.9% for credit cards. So what's a headline? It's meaningless. What's a headline rate then? What What do you mean by headline rate? Well, that's it's by talking in ter- in those terms. So if somebody if somebody phoned you up and said, "Look, um, have a look at your statement. What are you paying for debit cards?" And you somebody will go, "Oh, 
at the moment I'm paying 0.75%. Well, we'll give you 0.4. And then what about credit cards? Oh, I'm paying 1.5%. All right, well, we'll give you 0.95. The, the reality is there's so many different schemes. Um, so you've got MasterCard debit. You've got Visa credit and so on. And, and when it, within each scheme issuer, they have their own different schemes like MasterCard World, MasterCard New World, all of which there is the potential to offer, well, to sell at a different rate. So they might give you 0.4% for one of those schemes. But for the other ones, if it's not written down, you know, if it, if it, you know they will charge you an exorbitant rate or another one another favorite is non-qualified transactions um and again i don't i don't really feel the need to go into a depth about what that means but basically um it's another premium charge if the if the person using their card hasn't updated their billing then the industry (laughs) sees it as a more of a risk yeah so they charge a premium to process the transaction and that may be charged at an exorbitant rate um or any one of a number of other fees. Um, so, the, the, what you what you have to do is to well, when you get because at some point you will sign up to the terms and conditions, and it will be and it will be written out. You've yeah. just got to make sure that you study them all and you challenge them. If you've got a salesperson pinging you like three liner emails going, oh, 0.4% on debit cards and 0.8% on credit cards, the alarm bells should be going like to the max because it, it means if they haven't detailed out all of the different scheme fees, authorization charges, non-qual charges, then they are hiding something. So um, if it's too good to be true, then, you know, they say it's too good to be true. If it's too good to be true, then it is too good. It's not true, is it? Then it's not true. In 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 all likelihood, um, and so so I answer. So okay. So I probably haven't done a lot of a lot of good there to allay the fear. But the but the point is, there are many companies out there. Myself, my my company is one of them who just will not do that. I'm because I've come from this. I've had this journey going through mobile and you know uh, and fixed line telecoms, and I've seen how badly businesses can operate. And you know, and I am an I'm an, just an honest bloke. Um, and I and I, I I I can still make enough money without ripping people off. Um, and at that point, I have no qualms about saying to people, right, I'm asking you to sign for a 36-month term, please, because I can't run my business without having some, uh, some kind of ability to plan for what my business is going to take over and over and, and over a period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't offer the rates that I offer without having an idea of what my business is going to earn. And I charge a setup fee. It's not very much, fifty quid, um, but but that's what that's what you that's what and, and I make it very clear, you know that that's what it costs. At the end of the thirty six month term, you are free to go elsewhere. We we do not re automatically re sign people. Um, I would then phone somebody up and uh, and, and ask them. Um, so we we've obviously there's obviously a place in the market for um, sum up and Zettle and Square and those card 
yeah. card machines. And someone um, put a really good post in my group the other day where um, she had taken X amount of, X amount of pounds um, during that month. You know, we're all getting busier and busier. And her charges, she'd suddenly realized that her charges were about 200 pounds using one of these, um, what do we call them? Like no contract fixed fee yeah, yeah, sheets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, where is where do we draw the line? Where do we... Uh, do, do so I'm looking straight? at my phone just to make a very quick chant, a, a very quick calculation uh, based on what you just told me. Uh, so I think normally the fees are fixed at around 1.75% per transaction. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to. I'm going to go on a two percent. Um, yeah, so that would imply to me if if they were if she was being charged two percent, that would in, that would imply to me that she's taken about ten grand. Mm. Now she's well into the sphere of um, what we talked about earlier, of she's crossed the point of pain, um, which it's normally between three and five thousand pounds. As you rightly point out, Square, Izell, sum up, fantastic solutions when you're starting up because you're not taking very much and when you start up people find a lot of security in this idea that well do you know what if i don't sell anything it won't cost me anything um because when you go for a grown-up solution whether you use it or not it will cost you a lot it will cost you a significant amount of money it will cost you probably 50 quid a month you know even if you don't use it however it's it's for you to make up in your own mind as a business owner and this is my opinion if you're going to be successful or not yeah. yeah. Now, if if you're happy or going to be happy, or if maybe that's all your aspiration is, you know, to take one or two grand a month, maybe that's all you've ever wanted. Stick with Square. Stick with Summer. Stick with Zettel. But as soon as you get to the point where you're taking more than five grand a month on cards, it's going to start hurting, and you are paying more than you need to be. At that point, the fixed charges of owning a grown-up solution will be swallowed into the savings that you will make by using said solutions, uh, where you're going to be paying well below 1% for normal credit cards and well below 1% for normal debit cards. You'll be paying more than 1% for a business credit card. Um, you always will be. But I mean, especially in your sphere, that's unlikely you're going to get many business credit cards. Um, and on average, I think, you know, people will, when you combine um, debit and credit cards, you're probably, you should be looking to pay in the region of 1%, you know, um, uh, and, and, and yeah, and, and, that, and that's it. And, but that point of pain is, is somewhere between three and five grand. And that um, 0.75%, you know, we're talking, people might go, well, you're talking small figures here, but I don't know if you're able to give a a similar illustration um, as to what um, a solution from you would be and how much you'd pay a month. I don't want to put you on the spot, but, you know, we're talking... 0.75%. 0.75%. I've, I've made, I, I have made savings. I must admit, I'm much more diligent about deleting my old folders nowadays. Um, <laughs> that's because of compliance. Um, but I have made savings for um, companies in excess of 50% wow. uh, in terms of what they pay to process card transactions. Um, let me see if I can find a good one. You know, there's different ways to grow your business, and that is uh, obviously get more customers, get them to pay more, get them to pay more often, but also shrinking your expenses. And when you can start shrinking your expenses, the money that you're saving is going onto your profits, isn't it? It's going into your bottom line. Yeah, completely. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I can't find a, an, an example off the top of my head. Like I no. said, I, I, I did make the point quite recently of deleting a lot of old folders because I was storing a lot of compliance information there and I just knew I had to do it, so I've deleted them all. But I've uh, there's, I mean, particularly um, in, in e-commerce, because in e-commerce, you've got companies like uh, Stripe or PayPal, and they'll be charging in excess of 2%. Mm. And some e-commerce businesses, you know, they can go like that very, very quickly. And if you're charging 2 or over 3% on a, you know, on a debit card, um, and all of a sudden you get them over to a solution that's costing them sub 1%, the savings are immense. Um, I mean, sorry, I mean, in that example you just gave, so say, let's assume that person was took 10 grand, they were paying 2%, so the charges were 200 quid. You know, if you, you know, if we gave them a blended rate of 1%, those charges would halve. You know, they would go from 200 pounds to 100 pounds. Um, the savings are really very, very significant. No, that's it. And um, I put a, so here's an example. Um, so our business, our dog grooming business in April, we took £14,300 in card transactions in April. And our um, bill from the card people was £117.65 inclusive of VAT. So straight away, if you've taken £10,000 and you're paying £200 in bills, or we've taken £14,000 and we're paying almost half, haven't we? So like you said, you could save 50%. Yeah. Just by taking that that leap and uh, yeah. investing in your business, I suppose, and investing in, uh, <laughs> I keep saying it, a grown-up solution. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one that's going to cost you money if whether you use it or not. You know, you're, you're going to have a line rental on the machine. You're going to have um, a charge for what for PCI DSS compliance again mm-hmm. jargon, um, but it's it's an industry compliance that and and it. It, you have to do it, and and how it works is they, they they take you through a course. You do it once a year, and as long as you do it, then you don't get charge penalty charges. Yeah. So you've got your your line rental, um, PCI DSS, and then if you and and there's there's a minimum charge for transactions. So if you didn't do any transactions, they would still charge you fifteen pounds. Obviously, if you, but you know, I I also I, if I'm talking to anybody for whom the minimum charge may come into play, I always feel like I'm talking to the wrong person anyway. You know, I I should be talking to somebody who is probably at the minimum looking at doing five grand a month because then they'll always do five grand a month and the minimum charge for transactions will not come into play anyway. So it's an irrelevance. Yeah, and I think um, also if you're incentivized, i.e. you're paying a monthly diet debit to have your card machine, it kind of incentivizes you to use it and to utilize it and to do those upsell. Um, Cheryl here has said upselling is so important. I booked three dogs in and when they came, they upgraded to mud spa, teeth and anal glands on each. So that means she made an extra £40 per dog, which she would never have been able to do if she didn't have a card machine. There you go. That's it. Um, Sandra's just put on here, the confusing part of having a grown-up solution charges for rental PCI per item charge and percentage fee. Yes, I got stung um, with the minimum charge in the first lockdown. Was there any solutions that people could have done with this? Because obviously we, we're sitting there with these card machines that weren't being used. Yeah, acquirers were waiving minimum charges. 
So um, you, you you should have been made aware of that. Um, I we we waived minimum charges for all of our customers. Right. So you still paid the monthly sort of standing order, but the minimum. Charge- well, it, well, net pay actually. What they did was is they reduced. So the terminal charge, they reduced it down to I think it was a five or a month. And or what they did was they um, they elongated the contract by however many months it was reduced for. Okay, so so when also I think um, when we've got pet groomers working in all different sort of situations, they're not just all working from um, they're not all just working from a shop. They're mobile and they're in house. They're in their own houses. Do the 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 payment solutions that you provide now, do they can they go mobile with them? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Um, they um, yeah, I mean they've all got Wi-Fi and they've all well, they, they, you have the option to have a live SIM card in it, um, and and that means that you've effectively got your whole business in that device. You know, you've got um, EPOS loyalty is another massive one that we haven't even touched on yet. Mm. You know, the ability to um, integrate loyalty programs if you've got a particularly good customer you know that keeps coming back reward them um and you can store all that information i mean obviously you know the the space you've got on the screen is limited but don't forget you will still have the opportunity to go back to a a, you know a a web browser in your office or at home and then access the whole system through that way and look at customer records and you know do loyalty you know that kind of thing but um uh yeah that's you know, that's how, really how, does, how does the loyalty thing work? That's quite interesting. Do they do you issue your customers with like a tag so they can scan that, or how does it? How does loyalty work with it? Well, you can actually link transactions now to customers. Um, so when you've so the, uh, an EPOS system that I looked at quite recently, called which is called Register, which is very interesting. Once you've done the sale, um, you would literally just allocate the transaction to their customer record. Um, uh, I mean, you would set up their customer record, you know, with name, address, and and any other stuff you wanted to record, you know, their date of birth, potentially, um, uh, what their preferences are for. I I don't know. So I don't know your marketplace very well, but um, any other things that they may have a preference for. And, And then you would just go into that record and you can analyze customers and their usage patterns. And based on that, you could just send them a promotion. Or, or if you wanted to, you could just give them a, a, a bog standard 10% off every time they come in. You know, if they're, they're, they're that good, they're literally bringing, um, bringing Rover in every month. You know, why not give them 10% off every, you know. Uh, you know every sixth transaction, they get so, many, so much off there. Yeah, exactly. So you can program it to do all that. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I see. Excellent. And I suppose... Um, I don't know whether this is right, but I, so during the first lockdown, as we were coming out of the first lockdown, we um, uh, we cancelled some like 450 appointments during lockdown. So we had to reschedule all these. So uh, we actually invested in an iZettle uh, machine to go in the shop and we brought our normal card terminal home so we could take deposits to get the cash flow back up and running. Now, the difference for us was iZettle took the charge at point of sale. So they take it and then put the money in our account. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the card machine that we had on contract, we paid a monthly fee. Is that does that work? Is that the way it's always set up or is it different depending on what company you go with? Um yeah, I mean you're charged for transactions on a monthly basis you know, with a grown-up solution. Um, 
Uh, I must admit, I thought Zettel did the same. I. Oh, okay. Uh, it might be. Yeah, I know some providers. They take off the cost of processing the transaction off the settlement. Is that what you? Is that what you mean? Yeah. So yeah. before before they dumped the money into our account. Yeah, they, they take uh, the cost of it off. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the other the other machine, because we were paying at the end of the month, that we got the full amount in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But this this what what this did was then it then proper messed up my QuickBooks. Yeah, totally. Because, that would make make reconciliation impossible. It, well, not impossible, but it proper screwed up my QuickBooks because yeah. I was putting into QuickBooks the full amount, and then when the when the money was coming into QuickBooks, it was um, going. It, it wasn't No, it was yeah. going like, well, where is it? This is like it doesn't recognise it because it's a couple of pence short, and I was like, oh, turn my hair out. <laughs> yeah. No, we um uh, yeah no with a fixed cost solution. We, we need to stop calling it growing up, don't we? I think we really do. Yeah. Uh, with a fixed cost solution, um, they charge you the transaction charges once a month in addition to the settlements. Settlements are made every day, um, normally about two or three days in arrears. Um, and then once a month, you get the charges and you get a monthly statement making it very clear the volume and value of transactions that you've taken and what you've paid to process them. Cool. And so if you were um, looking to set up a fixed um, solution, do you need to have like a credit rating to your company or do you then go and do credit scores on the people? And yeah, is that yeah. ever a barrier for you um, when you're trying to set it up? Um, it's... It's, I've got to be honest here, it's a lot more of a barrier for me as a reseller than it is if you went to the acquirers direct. Seems right. to me that they will sell to anybody and everybody and <laughs> their their risk model completely changes. Um, but um, it, yes, no, you will go through effectively a, a compliance stroke credit checking process. Um, and but it's not normally a problem. I mean, it's not an issue if you're a new startup because they tend to do the credit checks based on the directors or a sole trader if you're a sole trader. And if your credit history, you know, if you haven't got any CCJs or anything like that, your credit history is solid, it's fine. It's not a problem. So don't be concerned about the fact that, oh, I only started trading last week or I, you know, I set up a limited company last week. It doesn't, doesn't matter. As long as your, um, your personal credit history is good, then it's fine. Um, but there are some industries that are seen to be higher risk than others um actually i didn't look before we did this i should have done um i i can't see that there would be any issue with your industry because basically you are yeah no i mean you 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 a dog comes in you do a service that's it the dog there's what they're concerned about is chargebacks yeah. Um, and what that what they hate is people taking deposits and not delivering the service for another six months. Say people who make kitchen cabinets, for example, mm -hmm. you might take a five grand deposit deposit on a kitchen cabinet and you don't deliver it for six months. They see that whole six months. If you go out of business, they have to return that money to the consumer. The acquirers do, and that and they see that as huge risk. But um, I. Yeah, in your industry, I, I can't see that. Um, it's, it's pretty much payment on the day, yeah. That's yeah, right. exactly. And you do the service and that's it. Your dealings with that customer is, it's now in the past. Yeah, yeah. And so you are um, tied into a contract. Normally, do you say 36 months? 
that's what I, yeah, I mean, that's what I go for. That's what I'm most comfortable with. I don't do 48 months. If somebody asks me to do 24 months, I will begrudgingly look at it. Um, but my preference is 36. Yeah. And does does that change the rates at all to, as to what people... No, I, no I, 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 I know what I need to be selling at in order to make my business viable. Um, and what it does make an impact on is the upfront of commission I get on the hardware, which is a lease. Yeah. So it's like any other purchase, lease purchase. There's a volume of money that is effectively accrued. And out of that profit, they give me a chunk. And if I sell it on a 24 month term, then I get less than if I was to sell it on 36. Not as much as I would on a 48, but I don't know. I, I don't, um, I always feel that 48, it just sounds like a long time to me. Yeah. And I, I think I would, whereas 36 months, I think that's reasonable. So that's why I sell. That's why I choose yeah. to sell. I mean, we've, we've been going for 16 years, so we're quite confident that hopefully we'll be going for another 16 years. But say you, you took out a 36-month contract and then, you know, the worst thing happened and you you couldn't, uh, you had to close the business. I mean, what happens then? Did you yeah, you, have to, you have to pay. Yes, you are. Yeah, you're, you're liable for the cost of the lease. So whatever you've committed to in terms of the lease on the hardware, then you would have to pay that back. Unless, of course, it was in a limited company. And if you wound a limited company up, then you lose out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, another thing that uh, <laughs> we we take American Express. And I don't know if that's like a, a horrible word in your industry. No, know. not at all. Um, no, <laughs> American Express, they are an acquirer in, in their own right. And you would need to get a, a merchant ID, again, jargon, but you would need to get your own effectively, you know, card processing account with Amex and you just plug it into our card machine. It's fine. But the, but their charges are separate and their settlement process is separate. Yeah, so it's nothing to do with yourselves. But again, they are another, um, they take their charges before they give you the money. So they are another one when you're, looking at your banking and if you're linked in with um, QuickBooks or or Zero software like yeah. that, they're another one where you need to look out because when you, you you have to reconcile your QuickBooks and stuff knowing that you've got an American Express charge in there because they take their money before they give you them, before they yeah. give you your money. Don't they? I didn't realise that Amex do it as well. I, yeah, I, it's weird <laughs> why you would do that. I don't know. It's, it's, it, makes it, it makes things fun. For my bookkeeper, not for sure. <laughs> um, so what is kind of um, so we've got the box standard card machine. You can either do contactless or put the card in and yeah. take payment. So what other solutions do you are you able to offer? Like you said, you know things are going on leaps and bounds with technology. Um, what else do you offer as part of your contracts? Well, like I say, the the, the big thing at now is. You know, I've, I've said it in blog posts and uh, in, in advertising campaigns that I'm doing on Facebook right now. People shouldn't be looking at, the, at what I call an old-fashioned PDQ machine. Um, so they're given away by the monochrome screen um, with the big square buttons on the front, as you would see in Sainsbury's, Tesco's, and so on and so forth. Mm. Don't be looking at those anymore because for the same price, you can now get a um, a smart card reader uh which is like i say it runs on android um it has a processor in it 
It has a big screen on it where the buttons are likely to be part of the screen. You can get these kind of things that overlay onto the screen if you want. Um, but that is and, and and the cost of one of those devices on its own, just the, 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 the rental of one of those machines, the lease, whatever, is exactly the same as an old fashioned PDQ. Um, but it means you can run apps on it and app, for apps read epos for apps read the ability to integrate with zero and quickbooks so all of your that's i mean that's one of the bits of business i've got going through at the moment it's actually a, a funeral business in tunbridge wells one of their biggest issues um was getting their transactions to reconcile directly into zero well it's it, it you know the, the apps are chargeable you know it, it, as you would expect but the cost of the device with the capability to do all this other stuff is the same yeah and it's one of those things if you look at it and you go do you know what if 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 i can do x y and z i'll pay for x y and z but it's 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 an additional charge it's an app um so one app might be epos one app might be loyalty one app might be the ability to um integrate with zero or quickbooks or 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 whatever um and um yeah so so that's where the marketplace is going um and it, yeah uh, it, and it and it's exciting no it's very very exciting. yeah and are these uh, machines going to start helping us to save time and you know that's what we're very time poor as a as an industry <laughs> we're like yeah just Take your card and we're off to do the next one, sort of thing. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I think so because while you're in front of your customer, you know, you've got that potential to, you know, sell them a couple of other bits and bobs, but but do it all literally while 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 it's there. You know, print out the the receipt for all the services they bought, or the, you know, whatever they brought their dog in for, and anything else that they bought, and maybe book in their next appointment. You know, all, all done. Um, in you know, instead of maybe having to write it down and then go away and do it when you get home, which maybe how some people do it, I don't know. You've got the ability to do it all there on the on on that device there and then, booked, paid for, booked and paid for, and um, probably you're able to email receipts over to people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, try and cut down on cut down on some paper, and by cutting down on paper again, you're cutting your costs, aren't you? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do we um, move forward? Uh, obviously, I've got a conversation with you next week because we're coming to an end of our um, contract with our current supplier. And now, I don't know, we haven't had the conversation yet. I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking the rates will probably be um, better, if not the same. Um, but for me, it's about having not dealing with a big corporate company it's about you know i've got a problem richard can you sort it out for me and that's why i'm coming to you to sort yeah. out our payment solution because i'm fed up um i've had some issues with our card machine where we changed bank accounts and they didn't set up with direct debit so we had fell behind on our payments and their um their sort of website back office stuff was just appalling i could never tell how much i owed them and they were getting we were getting phone calls saying you are us this and you're like, well, I don't know how much we owe you. So, um, you know, I want to change to someone who can give me that more personal service. And and for me, it's not always about saving that money. It's about having that personal service so I can go and say, what there's an issue here or can you help me with that? Yeah. You know? So that's where um, 
I'm switching from the large provider and going into someone, someone like you as a broker. Yeah, I, I mean, you are still engaging contractually with one of the big boys. Let's let you know that I wouldn't want to make you think yeah. anything other than that. However, I am always a point of escalation who will take ownership of a problem. If you phone me up and said, look, I've got a real problem with this. Um, and if it's about the functionality of a machine or a billing issue or whatever, I haven't been given a problem yet. That I haven't been able to answer or solve. You know, it, it's not normally that difficult. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, you you tend not to get that with, with the large companies. It, 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 you know, I, I use my main acquirer, again, the, the big bank that I use um, is called First Data. Now, if you dealt with them directly, you would deal with a call center operative probably in Basildon in Essex. And their motivation to sort your problem out is very, very low. My motivation to sort your problem out is very, very high because at the end of your three months, you know, my I, I've got a business plan. Um, I want to grow this business. Um, and, you know, we're all business owners. We have plans for where we want to take the business and, you know, where we want to be after that, you know, when our businesses, um, we don't need them anymore. Or, you know, we, we're too old to have a business. Um, and I'm on that path and that journey the same as everybody else. Uh, but I know that I won't achieve that if I don't look after people. And if, I, if, if people at the end of their three year term, they go off somewhere else. So I want to ensure that the experience that you have with me is overwhelmingly positive so that at the end of it, you will go. No, I've, I've really that has been you know, that, that three-year period that I've been with these guys has been good and I'm happy to re-sign. Yeah, and I think that's what we're looking for is that uh, relationship. And I think that relationship, um, you have a, you, you must, as, an, as a business, have a, a good relationship with your accountant because they're going to save you money and they're going to give you, hopefully, really good advice to save money. I think you need good, good relationships with these other people who you use on a monthly basis. And we're going to be using a card machine on a monthly basis. So I want a good relationship with my card provider. Yeah. And, you know, it's not very often that it goes wrong or we need to speak to them. But when you do need to speak to them and it becomes a six-month trial, it's just like, ah. It's just well, that's not what you're in business for, is it, really? You're in business to look after people's dogs. You know, you're not into... Um, in business to be hanging on a on a phone onto a call center email trails and stuff like or that. email yeah even worse the um just i know that you kind of you're the you're a broker and not the provider but um how easy or how are you able to integrate with other systems um i know obviously you integrate with zero and quickbooks and things like that but obviously there's a lot of dog grooming customer relationship systems and diary systems. And I was wondering right. this, this is a really interesting point, actually, and I'm glad you've asked. I was on a presentation about a month ago where NetPay, so the company that is the um is the re that I'm a reseller for, mm-hmm. um they they look they've been a bit up until now I've been on their case. They've been a bit slow on this kind of stuff. But at long last they are now working on a single API to enable all of this stuff to integrate with multiple providers. Now, I'm not saying that it will necessarily integrate with, you know, your chosen dog grooming software. But what I am saying is there are a lot, there's a lot better chance that it will once they've completed this. They, they've actually given this product project a name um, and um, it, they, they've now got a 
a product manager within the business who was effectively heading up all these new technologies that are now, you know, forging to the forefront, you know, based on Android, based, based on open systems, effectively. And the next step is really getting them to talk to each other in such a way that is the that it saves you time and money. I mean, I, I totally get why you would want to integrate with a you know a dog grooming software and not change to maybe something like Register, which, you know, if you look at it, it's got lots and lots of case studies in restaurants. Has it got many case studies? Well, I, I believe there are a few, actually. I know they certainly they've got case studies within the beauty industry anyway. Um, but are you going to change from something that is purpose-built for dog grooming to something that isn't? I don't know. However... Would you be inclined to use it if you could just integrate it, you know, using an API? Yeah, of course. Now, it, it's it's a hot property in this marketplace at the moment. The ability to exchange that information securely and in, in, in a timely way to save you time and money. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so an, an API is like a code, isn't it? That sits behind the scenes on the websites. And, it's really difficult to explain what an API is, actually. Um, and, and could be, and, but I'll tell you why, because I don't know, um, because I'm not. I know what it stands for. It stands for Application Programming Interface. But what it means is that something like Xero um, can talk to a CRM system so that you can attach a, um, a transaction record within Xero to a customer. And, and, that, and, and it just happens without you even knowing. Um, and it's done securely. What we'll do, and I've already tagged the lady in this group who um, owns and runs a pet grooming system called Savvy Pet, and I've already tagged her in this conversation. So hopefully uh, Lisa will listen to this and um, I'll pass you on, maybe we'll get you in touch or whoever yeah, yeah. the contact at um, First Dent, was it? Um, First Date. well, no, NetPay is NetPay, yeah. the, so NetPay is the company that's effectively building this integration service. Uh, the acquirer is first data, but they're they're the people they're the people that ultimately process the transactions. Well, I'll, I'll be getting in touch with Lisa and just saying where where are we with this, and are you in touch with them, and, and see if we can sort that out and see if okay. she's interested in. So that'd be really good. Yeah. Um. So how do we get hold of you? If if I'm so I'm I know I know how to get hold of you. I'm speaking to you next week about our card yeah. system. But if we've got people in this group who are taking you know more than three to five thousand pounds a month in um, sales, which let's face it, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of money. You can do this. Yeah. You can push past that three to five thousand pounds not just dog grooming in offering extra services and extra products and upselling you can get past that three to five thousand mark and you can do it really quickly so if we've got people in this group who aspire or are looking at their sum up uh izetta or all those other cards and they're looking at transactions going wow i've done like eight grand this month and i'm being i'm paying a lot of money how do we get hold of you and how can we um well just go to my website um, so, uh, I mean, Secure Payment Solutions is the my trading name, um, and it's Secure Payment Solutions on all social media. So I've got a Twitter um, account, I've got Instagram account, I've got a Facebook account. Um, I say all; I've, those are the three because <laughs> I'm in my fifties, and I think that I still think that those are all that exist. Um, uh, and or you could put into um, if you put into Google secure payment solutions, I'm pretty sure because you, you never know, obviously, because you spend I, I spend too much time looking at my own website on my own browser. So it always comes up top. But yeah. I would hope the amount of 
time and effort I've put into blogs and SEO and stuff, that if you put secure payment solutions into Google, that I would come up, well, my business would come up fairly near the top. And cool. from there, uh, sorry, go on. And what, what's the process? If they speak to you, I, I remember we've had a conversation before where we look at all of our transactions and you give us a fair assessment as to what you yeah. can do for us. If, if, if it's about price, then I will do a line-by-line comparison. Um, uh, but I can only do that with um, one of the traditional acquirers who actually break it down. With IZL Square or Sum Up, you're paying 1.75 flat. You know, so there's no line by line comparison to be done, but we can certainly get an idea of what the savings are like, likely to be. But, you know, I, I I hope that I can add more value than just saving you money. I expect I would be able to save you and probably most people money. But for me, you know, the, where it gets this gets exciting for me is enabling you to run your business business better. You know, more effectively, more time efficiently, more cost efficiently, because that means if you're doing that, you've got more time to Focus on dogs, you know. Yeah, take more money, get more money into your into your accounts. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Well, it's been really, really interesting um, speaking to you, and um, I'm, I'm sure people in this group will have learned a lot. And um, I'm hoping that you know, even if they don't come to you and say, "Richard, please help me," I want them, at the very, very least, to look at how much money they're taking in a month, look at how much money they're taking um, by a card and, and approach you and see if you can save them money because that's what this group is about. This is about business information and business help to help them grow their businesses and make them uh, better business owners. So if you can save money within your business, then that's a massive win. If you're not on a card machine, if you're just still taking cash and bank transfers, um, we're going to have a, probably have a little bit of an argument because <laughs> sometimes people say, oh, it's fine. It works for me. That's fine. But let's have an open mind and just consider and maybe trial one of the free, you know, one of the card machines where you don't have to pay up uh, a fee up front, maybe trial one and see how it goes. Because, you know, I've got an IZettle machine sitting in a drawer, which I don't use now, but it's there if I need it. So you can still sign up with these people and you don't get charged if you don't use it. So just trial it and see. You might be presently surprised. And when you do start taking large amounts of money because you you know you're going to start looking at payment solutions with people like yourselves that's that's where i want the, the clear message for this for this chat and hopefully people will stop and think and have a look at um their payments and how much money they're taking so it's been really good to speak to you about it well look it's been a great opportunity thank you for asking me i you know i really do thoroughly appreciate it and um you know as as we all do i like talking about my business so i've done that quite you know it was quite enjoyable i haven't haven't had as much opportunity to do so over the last year as i maybe would have liked um uh so thank you for that and i'll look forward to catching up with you next week bill awesome yeah and the the wonders of zoom we we can speak to each other all over the place can't we i know what a a wonderful (laughs) thing it is (laughs) okay take care cheers